Psalm 37, verse 16. Psalm 37, 16, the Bible says, A little that the righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for these guys being here. And Lord, it was a blessing to hear these guys open your word and preach, Lord, and give us something from it. I thank you for that, Lord. I pray you would please, Lord, God, use this message right now. Help it just to hit home. God, just to nail the right on the bullseye what we need. And Lord, I don't know what every guy is going through or what they need, but you do. And Lord, I pray you give me the right words and thoughts of spirit to just communicate it, to get it across in a way that pleases you, but also a way that clicks for us, Lord. I pray you would please help me with that. Um, God, I need your power. I need you to take over and you to do something special in this room right now. And please, Lord, we, we have to have you. We can't do this if you're not helping us, Lord. So we must. We're desperate for your help. And Lord, I just ask that, um, God, these guys would hear your voice through the preaching, that we would be more like you. Lord, make us more like Jesus. From your word, Lord, you said, for your word is truth. So, Lord, please speak to our hearts and make us more like you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Thank you guys for standing. Guys, I won't spend a lot of time kind of recapping Psalm 37. It is a great chapter. But let me just say this. David is writing it, King David. And we know what a great Christian David was, even though he had major ups and and very low downs in his life. But here's what it's kind of about. Just the only thing I'll touch on. It's kind of, guys, as if he's reminding his nation, reminding others, but also, get this, Uriel, he's kind of reminding himself, too, of two things, to do right and also of the ultimate downfall of the wicked. Let me just give you a quick, quick, quick flavor of that. So he's reminding himself to do right. Check out verse number three, trust in the Lord. Verse number four, delight thyself also in the Lord. Verse number five, commit thy way unto the Lord. Verse seven, rest in the Lord, like what Chris was just talking about. He's reminding himself. He's saying, hey, when you start veering off, when you start getting tempted to turn aside, when you get anxious and stressed and there's things that come to your life where you think, man, I don't know if I can keep following God. He's saying you trust in the Lord. You delight in the Lord. You commit your way in the Lord. You rest in the Lord. So to me, guys, it's like he's reminding himself. And by the way, by the way, by the way, I'm glad you're here in Sunday school class. You're where you need to be. God is pleased with it. I hope you're locked in, tuned in, ready to hear from God. But. Guys, can I remind you, you need to remind yourself this week that you need to do right. When you're at public school, when you're at Christian school, when you're at home, when you're in your neighborhood, when your friends are on there, when you're online and and, and gaming with your friends or whatever you're doing this week, you need to remind yourself that you need to do right. I think that's what David's doing here. That's important. Hey, guys, I'm not going to follow you around all week. I got myself to remind, okay? I've got my own life to take care of and keep myself in check. But you got to, I remember hearing a message uh, years ago about you need to preach to yourself sometimes. And Ethan, it's not about a crowd and it's not about the timer, thank God. And it's not about who's listening and ain't nobody going to say amen to it. But you know what? Those are some of the most important times that you ever do. Because sometimes you got to preach to yourself and say, you can't look at that. You can't go there. You need to do what's right. God will bless you if you do right. So David reminded himself to do right. Do that this week. You know how you do it? Get in God's word. But throughout the day, Anthony, the stuff that you read that morning, remind yourself of it. Hey, the Bible said that when that that situation comes up and I get angry, Aiden, I need, what does the Bible say? A soft answer turns away wrath. Right? Grievous words stir up anger. So I can't just lash back out at the guy. No, I need to take a step back and say, Lord, calm me down. Help me to answer in a way that's fitting for the situation. So he reminded himself to do right. But also, guys, I like this part. He reminded himself of the ultimate downfall of the wicked. 
Hey guys, can I remind you? Wickedness in our world is lifted up, guys. It's, right. it's praised. It's paraded. It's yeah. elevated in our society. Hey guys, can I tell you? It seems that all this trans junk. That it seems like those people are like the preferred people in our in our nation. Yeah. That's sick. That's right. nasty. That's backwards. But that's how our world is. It seems like if you have that, then you have more rights than normal people. Hmm. What is that about? If you're straight, it's like something's weird with you. You know. If you believe the Bible, it's like, oh, you you really are. Something is really messed up with you. But if you believe that you're trapped in the wrong body and you're something you're not, and you you think you can transition back and forth from being a male to a female to who knows what they've created nowadays or come up with in their crazy minds, then, oh, you're more important than the average person. No, guys, that's wickedness. That's sin. And God still views it as evil. But let me just, you need to remind yourself to do right this week, but you also need to remind yourself that the wicked are ultimately going down. Verses 1 and 2. I'll be fast with these, but verses 1 and 2, he says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers. You see any evildoers out in the world? David did. He said, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Notice verse 2. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as a green herb. You know what he's saying? They're growing up tall. They're strong. They're healthy. Seems like they're they're just thriving and, and they're at the pinnacle of their power. And they're getting stronger and stronger. They're getting more people follow them and more people watch their stuff and more people buy their content. But you know what? One day they're going to be cut down. And it says, shall soon that will happen. You, they're lifted up one day, the next day, whoosh, chopped down. And God's the one in control of chopping them down. Verse number 10, along the same lines, he says, For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Thou shalt diligently consider them, and it shall, his place, and it shall not be. Verses 35 and 36 go along the same lines. He says, verse 36, Yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yeah, I sought him, and he could not be found. This guy was so strong. He was wicked, but he was so strong and so powerful, and so influential one day. And then one day, bam. His whole life went down and went down hard. Why is that, guys? Because God is ultimately in control. You know what David had to do? He had to remind himself. Keep doing right. Keep doing right. It's worth it. And he also had to remind himself. Those people look like they're in power today. They look influential today. They look like, man, they're never going to have an end of their reign in in this realm. But you know what? He says very soon they're going to be cut down. Because God's in control of this thing. And guys, wickedness will not prevail. Sin will not win. Jesus will win. And you're on his side. So that's all you need to think of. But he's reminding himself of these things. And guys, I get into these verses, verses 16 through 18. They're very simple verses. um, Right to the point. But here's the title for today. He's everything you need. Guys, that's simple. This is not going to be over your head today. It's not going to be way out there. And you're like, what are you talking about, Brother Tom? No, this is right to the point. Very simple. He's everything you need. Guys, listen. Jesus is everything you need. Whatever you're going through, he's there. He will help you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. But guys, it's so valuable, so valuable to have the Lord in your life and to be on his side and to be on his team and to be one of his children. I hope you know for sure you're saved. But if you are, guys, he's everything you need. He's everything you need. Point number one is this, a puzzling comparison, a puzzling comparison. Verse number 16. Now, I want you to really lock uh, lock into verse number 16 because I need you to pay attention to this. It says a little that the righteous man that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. That's a puzzling comparison. Guys, it says this. It says, let me run through these quickly, and then I'm going to lead up to a question for you guys. He says a little. Now, guys, 
This I call a finite realization. Hey guys, he says a little that a righteous man has. Can I tell you, by and large, by and large, the people that are righteous, that are saved, that are doing right, they're not the richest people in the world, by and large. Okay. Now, God does bless some of his children and they have abundant resources and they work hard and all that kind of stuff. And that's great. And by the way, if God has blessed you in a great way, he has blessed you to be a blessing. God didn't give you all that stuff for you to hoard it. He gave it to you to give it to others or to help others as he puts on your heart. But guys, by and large, those that are trying to live right, they have simple provisions. They struggle. They scrape by. You say, give me an example, our buses. <laughs> give me an example, our vans. Give me an example. Hey, guys, most of the people that are really going after serving God, listen, guys, they're not the richest people in the world. They don't, you know, they don't take dollar bills out and use them as napkins and then throw them away. You know what I'm saying? Like every dollar bill, they're like, grab it, grab it quick. You know, like jump on that thing quick. You know, we need that. That's next week's rent or whatever, you know, like, guys, that's how it is a lot of times. And I know I'm playing around with it. But guys, that's how it is a lot of times. Yeah. And guys, if we don't watch it, if we don't watch it, we can think, man, why do I have to struggle along? Why do I have to scrape by? Why do I always look in my money barrel and nothing's in there and I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel? Is anything down there? No, it's the same as last month. You still got nothing, all right? Listen, why is it like that? Hey, guys, can I tell you, you can be tempted to just say, you know what? Well, I know, I know I need to go to church and I know they need to do right and I know I need to reach other people and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? I got to take care of me too. And listen, guys. God's not saying you have to be homeless out on the street or anything like that to, to be godly. But listen, 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 guys. It is true, as I'm saying, by and large, those that are really going for, for it for God, they don't have the uh, huge possessions. And they don't have the abundant things, by and large, most of the time. And guys, if we don't watch it, we can think, Lord, this is not right. Why don't I just care for myself. Kevin, why don't I just work whatever job I have to and a bunch of them if I have to just to make all that money? Because, I mean, why can't I take care of me sometimes? Guys, that can be very tempting. And listen, you should have a job, guys. You should work hard at your job. And I hope, listen, I sincerely hope that God provides what you need abundantly. That's great. Listen, guys, there's nothing wicked about a rich, rich person. It's how they use those riches. Okay? Someone's like, stinking guy. You're just jealous. He might not be sinning, but I know someone that's sinning. You, when you think like that, you know, how dare he? He probably never has a problem in his whole life. Yeah, okay. Calm down there, bro. You're not Jesus, all right? Chill out. You're not the Holy Spirit. You don't know about his whole life. But listen, a lot of times we have simple provisions. It says a little that the righteous man has. And then, guys, it says it's favorable in relation. He has a little, but notice what it says in the verse. A little that the righteous man has is better. It's better than the fleeting resources of the wicked. Now, guys, if you're thinking and you're looking at this verse, I don't know about you. As I read it, I'm thinking, this is kind of weird. I mean, get it, get it. Guys, he's saying a little that the saved man has, the righteous man has, is better. That's better. Kevin, it's better to have a little than to have a whole lot and be wicked. And we start thinking, well, yeah, but, you know, like we're trying to like, can I go somewhere in the middle? Like, I don't want to be wicked, but come on, Lord, I want you, I want to be taken care of, guys. I love this verse when we think about it, though. A little that the righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. Now, he says it's better. Now, guys, um, the Bible does talk about how riches you can't hold on to them. They're fleeting. Okay. They're fleeting resources. What I mean by that is 
It's hard to hold on to. You ever hear somebody say on TV or whatever, they say, easy come, easy go. I disagree with that because it's hard come, easy go. You know, like what that means is, guys, it's hard to make money. You got to work your tail off to make money. All right. That's how it works. And that's how it happens. But can I tell you, Kevin, very easily, very easy. People, can I teach you something, guys? Time out. In this world, people love to take your money. They are like, oh, man, yeah, absolutely. You know, a used car dealer, oh, they love to take your money. You go to some restaurants, they love to take your money. Oh, you want a refill? Oh, yeah. They're thinking cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Absolutely. And you're like, oh, thanks. You don't realize what they're cost, you know? Hey, guys, I'm, I don't know where this thought came from. I used to take guys with me visiting. And we go in here, you know. McDonald's, Burger King, those fancy places you've heard about in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in, in the rich magazines, you know. Sorry. We'd go in there, dude, these guys, I'm like, have you ever seen the prices on those sandwiches you get, bro? Because I would be paying for them. They're like, oh, I didn't look at the price. I'm thinking, you will one day. <laughs> you will one day. I, I pay attention to the prices. You know why? Because I don't got much, you know. Hey, guys, it's puzzling. We think, oh, come on. Yeah, I get it. We're saved. We're going to heaven. But come on. Is it really better to have little and be righteous than a lot and live in wickedness. Guys, we do know that the Bible talks about riches are hard to hold on to. Proverbs 23, 5 says this. For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. You say, can money grow? Yeah, it does. It grows wings. <laughs> That's the Bible. Proverbs 23. It says, riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away onto heaven. You know what that means? My dad used to say, people say money talks. Yes, it does. It says bye-bye. It's very easy to leave. Dude, if you don't watch it, guys, if you just say, yeah, let me get some of that. and then All of a sudden, you're like, where did all that money go? Man, I thought I got paid good last paycheck. Where did it all go? You ever do this, and then you go through your banking app, and you're like, I did not do that. No, that was not me. That's fraud on my account. And then you're like, oh, no, that was me. <laughs> and you keep going through, and you're like, oh, no, no, uh-uh. $33? Oh, yeah, I needed gas. You know, like, Martin, nowadays it's like $50, $60 because you need yeah. gas. But anyway, I don't want to preach against that. Get all in the flesh, all right? Guys, riches are, hold, are hard to hold on to. And the Bible also talks about in Timothy that we shouldn't trust in uncertain riches. Hey, guys, if God's given you a lot, that's great. Guys, by the way, if you can afford to buy nice things, there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. But can I tell you, don't put your trust in uncertain riches. Because, as I said, they can be here one day and gone the next. All right, guys. And let me throw one more idea at you before I ask you this question. Notice the verse again. It says, a little that the righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. The fortune is rounded up. Guys, this is the combined wealth of the wicked. Kevin, this is not one person. He says, listen, guys, a little that the righteous man has is better than the riches of a whole bunch of wicked people. I'm like, dude, are you crazy? I'm thinking one rich guy that's wicked against one uh, saved guy that doesn't have a lot. We're like, okay. But this is not talking about one person over here. This is talking about a whole group of people over here that have combined riches, collective wealth. They've pooled all their resources together. All right, guys, time out. So now I got my question for you. Why is this true? I'm talking about a little that the righteous man has. He's saved, but he just has a little. But it's better than the riches of not one wicked person, but a whole group of wicked people. How? Please explain that. Uh, I heard from some preacher, they said the reason why, uh, the reason why um, wicked people, good things happen to wicked people is because this is the best that they're going to get. That's true. This is 
This is the best that they'll ever have it. Anything else? How is this true? I mean, we say the Bible's true, and it is, and I'll prove it to you, but, I mean, come on. How can we understand this? The righteous man has little, but he's content with what God has him with, whereas the wicked, yes, they may have riches, but they constantly look for what else can they have. Mm-hmm. Never, their needs are never satisfied. Their wants are never satisfied. Okay, good. I agree with you. Well, because uh, the righteous man, when he dies, he's going to heaven, and uh, the wicked, they have all their riches, but they can't, they can't buy them to heaven. That's right. That's right. Chris? Like, uh... Like it says a little that a righteous man has, mm-hmm. like he has a little bit, but he's bring he's bringing something to heaven, like the people that um, he told about Jesus, yeah. and like um, it says, it's the riches of many wicked, like the wicked can't wicked people can't bring the riches that they have here. They'll just leave that here. They only bring themselves to like heaven or hell. Yeah. Um, in school, we were memorizing the verse. It was I don't remember the reference, but it was better is a little with righteousness than great like news knowledge. Yeah, that's so dead on because um, a righteous man that has very little things than um really popular um I guess athlete or. A famous person, as you may know, mm-hmm. plays a bunch of riches and they have everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something? Yeah. Because, uh, I saw this one video that there's a righteous, um, guy. He was looking, he was looking at it as a poor person who was eating, um, like, at a garbage can. Yeah. And then there was a wicked rich person. He was laughing at him and spit on his face. Oh. And then when the wicked rich person, like, the guy, he died because he was sick and then he landed in hell. So, it's good to have a little when you're righteous. Yeah, yeah. Because God, God has given to you. Yeah, and I think you're talking about the rich man and Lazarus, which is in the book of Luke. And yours was out of Proverbs. Anybody else? Chris, you had something else? Or you good? Okay. Guys, I agree with all of you. It'll last forever. It won't be, you can't be satisfied with the things of this world. Uh, this is the best it'll ever be. Those other verses and stories we brought into it. This is simple, guys. But we're talking about the finite uh, amount that the guy has, a little. But it's better than the fleeting resources of the fortune that's rounded up of many. Not one wicked person, of many wicked people. And you think, huh? How is that true? Hey, guys, I want to say it's because of this reason. The founded relationship. You know why it's better to have a little and be righteous? Because you know God. That's it. That's it. Guys, that's the main thing. And yes, I agree with all your other ideas. But if you didn't know God, none of the rest of that would ever even matter. Listen, he's saying the a little that the righteous man has. You know why he's righteous? Not because he does great things. It's because he knows Jesus as his Savior. That's what makes us righteous. Listen, uh, the Bible talks about... Uh, God the Father had made Jesus to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You're not going to heaven because you're righteous. You're going to heaven because you get Jesus' righteous righteousness deposited to your account, called imputed to your account. Listen, it's a founded relationship, guys. He's righteous because he knows God. Guys, can I tell you, that's more valuable than anything in this world. The Bible talks about Proverbs 
10.22. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. By the way, the good things that God gives to you, you don't have to feel guilty. There's not going to be some consequences or repercussions that come around the corner, and they're negative. Guys, it'll all be blessed. It'll all be good, and you can enjoy it. There's no strings attached. The Bible says in Philippians, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Listen, guys, there's going to be problems in your life that you can't throw your money at and fix them. There's going to be problems that you can't throw your brain power at and fix them. Guys, there's going to be problems in life that you can't flex your muscles at and fix them. Listen, guys, the most important thing in life is your connection to God. And this righteous man, he has that connection. Listen, all those wicked people, they may have riches, they may have houses, they may have stuff. They may have the greatest possessions of that day and age. But they don't have a relationship with God. Can I tell you, they can throw all their money at their problems. But guys, their ultimate problem of sin, it will never fix it. Your money won't change that. And by the way, you give into the offering won't fix that. You have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You have to be righteous if you want to make it to heaven one day. Listen, guys, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. I would rather have God in this proper place in my life. And God's been good to me. God's taken care of me. I don't have a ton, but God has been good to me. But you know what? I would rather have that relationship with God than anything else in this world. And listen, the Bible says, what does it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lose his own soul? And what good does that popularity do when that athlete drops into hell? What good does that do that everybody loved this person when that actor or actress drops into hell? What good does it do if this person has millions or billions of dollars? Well, one day they're going to drop into the fires of hell forever. What good does that do? It does no good. And guys, I like this verse out of Jeremiah. He says, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord, which exercises loving kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. You know what it's saying? Don't let that man that's wise rejoice in his wisdom and boast himself in his wisdom. Don't let the mighty man rejoice in his might. Don't let the rich man rejoice in his riches. But if you want to rejoice and if you want to boast in something, rejoice and boast in the fact that you know God, that you understand and that you know him and that you walk with him on a daily basis, guys. That's more valuable than anything of this world. So there's a puzzling comparison. At first we think, how could that be true? It's because of his relationship with God. Hey guys, we don't have as much. We don't have anywhere near as much as a lot of people that live against God. You know what, guys? Let's be real about it. Kevin, you skip church, you can make a lot more money, right? You can have a lot more benefits. You can buy a bigger house, have a nicer car, have this and that and all the stuff that you want. But guys, if you listen, and I know people like this, if you forsake God, you've you've neglected the most important thing there is in life to get riches, to get money, to get this. I know a man in my life. uh, uh, I want him to come back to the Lord, but a former friend of mine, guys, he sacrificed his family for this. He sacrificed his walk with God, his ministry for the Lord for this. It makes me sick. And I don't want to follow that. The puzzling comparison. Point number two, the power to continue. I got to really pick up the pace. So forgive me. Just, just hang on, buckle up. All right. Um, not only the puzzling comparison, guys, he's, Jesus is everything you need. Don't forget that. It's important right. to have him in your life. It's valuable. The puzzling comparison, point number two, the power to continue. Verse number 17, for the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. Hey, guys, 
This wicked man, as we talk about, he's strong. He runs his life contrary to God. He's wicked. He does what he wants to do. He says what he wants to say. He goes where he wants to go. And all these kind of things. He doesn't let anybody rule over him or control him or dominate him. He runs his own life, he thinks. But what does it say in verse number 17? The arms of the wicked shall be broken. He may be strong now, but there's going to come a day that ruin will come into his life. You know why? Because God's saying, you're living your life against me. It's going to happen. Ruin is coming to his life. You know why, guys? At the end of verse number 13 of this chapter, it says, The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. What a perspective that is. Kevin, we see the wicked growing, increasing, strong, vibrant. God says, yep, I got their appointments set. They're going down. Maybe this month, maybe next month, maybe next year. Hey, maybe in 10, 20 years from now. And you know what, Ethan, as you said earlier, even if God never gets them on this earth, all eternity, they are going to be punished for their sins. God's going to take care of it. Nobody gets by with anything with, with God. Nobody gets away with anything from God. Listen, they run their life contrary to God. The ruin is coming. But at the end of the verse, it says, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. This is the one that relies on God. Hey, guys, do you rely on God? Hey, do you ever have a conversation? You don't know what to say. and You say, God, give me the right words. That's somebody that relies on God. The Bible says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Hey, guys, do you struggle sometimes with school? Ask God to help you. You struggle sometimes in your home life? Ask God to help you. Do you rely on God? That's critical. That's crucial. And you know what it says? The Lord upholds the righteous. Hey, guys, you know what that means? When you don't have the strength to carry on, Jesus will carry you through. Man, Ethan, that fires me up because you know what that tells me? I may not have all the money in the world. I may not have the great riches of the world. I may not have everything that the world desires and everything that flashes and everything that bling blings. I don't have all that, but I got a relationship with God. And you know what? That's better than the riches of many wicked. But also, when I'm going through a tough time, through a struggle, through a difficulty, guys, you know what? I've got my God that'll pick me up and carry me through that situation. Hey, no riches can do that. No lottery ticket can do that. No, no fame, no popularity, no social media likes can do that. But my God can. Hey, guys, it's valuable to have him in your life. He's everything you need, young man. And by the way, he's not just everything you need as an adult man. He's everything you need as a teenager. He can help you with your friendships. He can help you with your uh, path in life. He can help you make the right decisions now, where to go to college, where to work, what he wants you to do with your life. He's everything you need. Point number three, the profound culmination, the profound culmination. Verse number 18, the Lord knows the days of the upright and their inheritance. What's the last four words of verse number 18? Shall be forever. I like that. You know what I think that's referring to? Heaven. Heaven. Hey, guys, can I tell you, he's everything you need. He's everything you need because I would rather have Jesus than all the riches of this world that it can afford today. Listen, I would rather have him. It's better to have a little and be righteous than to have the riches of many wicked. Hey, it's better to have Jesus because he can carry you through and uphold you. When you feel like you can't stand, he can help you stand. When you feel like you can't make it, he can help you make it because he's got strength to carry you through. And by the way, maybe you're going through something right now in your life. Nobody knows about it, but he does. Can I tell you, go to him and he can carry you through it. But guys, it ends with a profound culmination. It says, the Lord knoweth the days of the upright and their inheritance shall be forever. Hey, guys, three things I want to throw at you. First of all, he regards. What does it say at the beginning of verse 18? The Lord knows the days of the upright. Hey, guys, 
I think not only does God know how long you're going to live, that's obvious. But can I tell you, he sees when you're trying to live for him. You hear that? He sees when you're trying to live for him. He sees when you're trying to read your Bible and you're so tired, you're falling asleep, but you're trying. God sees that, and that's important to God. He sees when you try to pray and you struggle through it. He sees when you're nervous to give out tracts, but you say... Lord, I need strength. I need help to do this. And you're trying to give out tracts to people and you're nervous and sometimes they turn you down. God sees what you're doing. He sees your love for him. He sees your labor for him. He sees your loyalty to him. When those guys are talking dirty, he sees that you walk the other way. When the girls aren't dressed right, he sees when you look away. It's important. He regards what you're doing now. But also, guys, he's going to reward it. It says, and their inheritance. What is an inheritance? It's when someone dies, right? You get the, the riches, the possessions, the share of the goods. Hey, guys, it's Jesus already died on the cross and rose again. We're not talking about him dying. We know he'll never die again. But it's when we die, we get to go to heaven. Right. And guys, we get to share in the portion of the goods, guys, forever and ever. Listen, if you're saved in here today, you're going to be walking on streets of gold. Yeah. Listen, guys, you're going to have a mansion with your name on it. Okay, that's a big deal. Listen, you're going to live forever with no sin, no temptation, no flesh to deal with anymore. All that will be done away and you will be rewarded for everything that you did for God. And you will remain there forever. It says their inheritance shall be forever. Aren't you glad about that? Hey, guys, the inheritance of heaven is not going to last for 10 years. Anthony and we say, man, we better have all the fun we can because it's about to run out. I got three months left. Bro, let's go after this. No, this is forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Guys. There's a song we sing in church. It says when we've been there 10,000 years, right? Guys, think about it. We will be in heaven one day, Chris, and after 10,000 years, we'll be like, you know what, man? This has just started. This has just started. We'll be there forever and ever. And like, no, it never stops. It just continues forever. Guys, you tell me something in the world that compares to that. Nothing. Nothing can. Nothing will. And guys, we will reside there in heaven by our Savior, with all the goods and all the precious things and all the celebration that will be going on up there. Our inheritance shall be forever. Guys, can I remind you? He's everything you need. If you don't have everything in this world, if you have Jesus, you've got all you need. You may not have everything, but if you have Him, you've got all you need. Let's bow our head and close.